Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to you today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara. California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today, and what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I so enjoy these times we get to spend together as we just study our Bible and we get to pull out some precious truth from the pages of Scripture that we know God will use in our life. And I tell you, the Bible is a wonderful book, is it not? We've been studying verse by verse through the New Testament. We've gone through several books this way. Now we found ourselves in First Peter, and we're up to broadcast. I always letter them like with an A, B, C, D. This will be broadcast J, K, L. This will be broadcast number L, or letter L, sorry. We'll have to count that up and see how many it is. Just in chapter number one. And we're just to verse 17. We still have about seven more verses, six more verses to go uh, before we're through. And I tell you, you can't exhaust the scripture. And it's amazing how much it helps your life. If you'll just take the time to read it, break down these verses, don't just read it to go through it, but let it get through you. And I tell you, it makes a difference. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate, day, doth he meditate day and night. And that is the key. Set it to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Today we're going to look at verse 17 of 1 Peter chapter 2. This is another one of these imperatives. If you've missed a prior broadcast, find us where you find your podcasts. You can just type in Striving for Revival, and our pod, our broadcast will pop up there, and you can go back and listen to previous broadcasts and stay up to date with us and on track in our study. But we're studying through 1 Peter, and now we're at these Christian imperatives. They began in verse 13 with, gird up the loins of your mind and be sober. That means control your thinking. Don't let your emotions govern you. Keep your mind uh, balanced. Keep it disciplined. Gird up and be ready for warfare. Be ready for work. Be prepared. Go ahead and mentally get yourself ready. Not that carnal mind, which is death, but that new mind, that spiritual mind. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And so that's the first imperative. The second was don't fashion yourselves, verse 14, uh, after the former lust. That means don't live like you're lost now that you're saved. There is such a thing as the expectation on a Christian to live a godly life. I'm sorry, modern-day Christian. I'm sorry, a contemporary church. I'm sorry, uh, you know, you hip, holy, uh, want to be, you know, G- I'm a follower of Jesus. That's what I am. Oh, I wish you were. If you did, you'd read your Bible and learn he wants you to be holy because he's holy. And anyway, you're not to fashion your life now that you're saved after the former things. You ought not say the same thing, act the same way, go the same places, have the same friends, wear the same clothes, listen to the same music, etc., etc. You say, well, I don't like that kind of preaching. Well, it's just right here in the Bible. And so anyway, that's the second imperative. The third is this, be a holy for I am holy. God expects us to strive for holiness. Now, you'll not reach that perfect perfect level of holiness in the flesh. You're just not going to do it. But every day you ought to want to do it. You ought to try to do it. You ought to be holy without, without impurity, without flaw, without sin. You ought to strive to live a life that reflects your God. Now, the world is unholy, so we don't follow the world, but we follow the Word of God. We're a peculiar priesthood, a chosen generation, a, a, royal, sorry, a, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people and we're supposed to be different that's how we please and glorify 
God. We can show forth his marvelous light. We can be praised to him if we live a separated kind of Christian life. All right, the same thought is given again. Verse 17 is our new verse for today. Now let's look at it together. And if you call on the Father, that means if you pray, who without respect of persons judgeth according to every man's work. Now here's the imperative. Pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. So we're talking about these things that are necessary for the Christian to live a victorious life, to live a Christ-honoring life, to live a God-pleasing life. All right, we said gird up the loins of your mind. That means make yourself ready. Mentally, be prepared. Be sober. Be circumspect. All right? The next is don't live like you're lost once you're saved. Live a separated life. The next one after that was be holy. Be holy in every area, not just when people are watching, but in all manner of conversation. Be holy. All right, now it is past the time of your sojourning here in fear. All right, the thought is if you pray, if you pray, then pass the time of your sojourning here in the fear of the Lord. We could paraphrase it and say, conduct the time of your journey through life in fear. And here's why God, without respect to persons, judgeth every man right? How? According to that man's work. So there is that prospect of judgment looming before us. And because of the fact that one day we'll stand before God, we ought to live our life in the fear of the Lord. Now, I, I've been I've been stuck on that thought. I've preached on it in our church, and uh, it's just kind of eating me up here lately. There's a lack of old-fashioned fear of God in our generation. Now, if we think, well, God's just that big guy upstairs he's that grandpa living in the heavenlies stroking his beard snapping his suspenders smiling at our sin no that's not who god is god is holy god is righteous god is just god is perfect god is divine god has a standard god has an expectation and we ought to live our life in the fear of that god who down through the ages has shown that he will judge sin he will correct man he has an expectation for his people God is not the country music God sipping beer around the campfire Friday night. God is not the coexist God building bridges to every kind of false cult known to man. God is that Lord God Almighty, holy, holy, holy. He is on the throne. That's who our God is. And when we understand that that God who knows all and sees all and can do all is going to judge us one day, there ought to be a reverence a respect for that God, a humbleness before him that causes us to walk in the fear of the Lord. The Bible says Job was a man who feared God and skewed evil. There was no man like him. He was perfect. He was upright. He was a blessed man. Why? Because he feared the Lord. And so the fear Peter is referring to is the fear of God. And how do you get a fear of God? Number one, you realize his power. Can I say our God is a powerful God? He spoke and everything that wasn't now is. He's powerful. He upholds the universe with the very word of his mouth. He can stretch out his hand and encompass the galaxies. The footstool that he uses is the world that we live, in, live on. He sits upon the throne in control of everything, the maker and giver and sustainer of life. So you realize he has power. Power, yes, to part the Red Sea. Power, yes, to cl close the mouths of lions. Power, yes, to rain down fire on Sodom and Gomorrah. Power to give you life and listen. Power to take it from you. Power to redeem and power to condemn. Power to take to heaven. Power to cast into hell. Our God is a powerful, omnipotent, all-powerful God. Not only that, our God is holy. 
He can't stand sin. He can't stand the sight of sin, the stain of sin, the touch of sin, the smell of sin, the presence of sin. And to think that you and I who are sinners would flaunt that before a God like that. No, we should walk in the fear of the Lord. It's not something to be prideful over and parade down the streets of your city in the month of June. Say amen right there. You ought to be ashamed of sin. Sorry for sin. Repent it. And the fact here that God has dealt with sinners through the ages ought to make us fear. God can deal with man as he chooses. But here's a striking realization. God will deal with you and I as he chooses. So we're to pass the time of our sojourning in fear. Now, here's something that will help you live for God. That word, sojourning. That's a reminder to you and I that we are not here forever. We're not even here for very long. This world is not our home. This is not the end of our journey. This is not our quote-unquote reality. We're looking for a better place. We're headed toward a better country. Our life is but a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanisheth away. We're headed for heaven. And because this world is not our home, and because this world is not our permanent destination, and because we are just a passing through, we ought not be living for the wicked now and now. We ought to be living for that sweet by and by. We ought to be living with that fear of the Lord, that fear of God ever before us. You want to be blessed? Fear God. You want to have wisdom? Fear God. You want to have a confidence? Then fear God. You want to ensure His blessing? Then live a life that exudes the fear of of God. Here's what Peter said. If you call on the Father, who without respect of persons judgeth according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. I want to ask you the question as we close out our time today. Would it be evident by the way you live, by what you say, by how you dress, by where you go, by your priorities, that you're a man or a lady that has a fear of God? Now, I'm not saying you have to sit there and think God's going to strike me dead with a light. I'm saying, do you have a holy reverence, a trembling awe of how awesome and almighty your God is today? I promise it'll fix most of the trouble you have living the Christian life. If you'll put God in his place, which is on the throne, and put yourself in your place, which is crucified with Christ, and realize who he is today. He's holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty. Until next time, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.